Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, the Edge of the Rabbit Hole after show. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author and ghost historian. With me is our chat shenanigator, Shauna Wunkel. And we are talking tonight about hunting down haunted history, or in other words, how to research the paranormal. So this is a really interesting topic for both Shauna and I because we love paranormal research. So uh, just a couple things. Real quick, so the intro music was The Mirror from Rio uh, from Firesphere. We have not yet made a decision on the music for this show. Uh, so this is four weeks in a row now with three of the uh, pieces of music and just haven't had a chance to really make a decision yet, Shauna. But they're they're all good pieces of music. So, um, yeah, I really like them. Yeah, so and I have to thank Shauna, our chat shenanigator, for that because she does all the... Uh, booking of the uh, bands for Enigma Underground Radio, which is our music station that we have here at Haunted Road Media. And that's a big part of what she does. She makes those connections. And this one with Firesphere has been fantastic because they are, Rio is scoring music for uh, our our videos. So it's awesome. Um, All right. So haunted history. Like I said, this is a, a topic that Shauna and I really enjoy talking about. And what you're going to experience tonight is basically a, a bastardized version of a presentation that I used to give. I, I, I started doing more of the uh, shadow person uh, presentations. This one I ended up morphing into the history of the paranormal working relationship where I talked about you know a lot of different experiences at different uh, historic haunted locations and then I got into like nuts and bolts and so this is the nuts and bolts of it and while usually with inside the upside down we're talking more getting inside different supernatural phenomenon this is a big part of what we do uh, when we're investigating as society of the haunted is we do a lot of historic research so we're going inside the upside down of historic research and Shana I guess it's kind of prescient because you were recently doing some, well, just today, <laughs> some historic research. And I know you were having a bit of a tough time because, you know, small town, small area, and the resources are not all there. Uh, but in this, we will cover some of those different resources. And I know Sean was probably, at the first couple, you're probably going to be glaring at, oh, my county doesn't have that shit. <laughs> But, you know, you you take what you can get. So just depending on your location, some resources are going to be there and others aren't. So it just sometimes you really got to, you know, dig deep because your locale may not have everything. So feel free, of course, to, you know, throw questions in there about paranormal research or, you know, anything else that you may have. And, um... Shauna, any opening words that you want to say on the paranormal research aspect of what we do? Because to me, it's one of the most important parts of what we do. It's 
definitely important because it's not fair to the spirits that we're investigating. It's not fair to um, these historical places to lie and to not have the actual facts. I mean, yeah, it makes good television, but in reality, uh, the truth needs to be out there. And the only way to really do that is to research and fact check. And by the way, your connection got better. While you were scratchy at first, it kind of cleared up a little bit. So right before we went live, Shauna's connection just suddenly like crapped out. So, uh, well, we had yeah. some ice today, and Frontier sucks on its own without any help. But if the weather is bad, it's even worse. Yeah. So, so Shauna may be in and out a little bit. Donna Gordon uh, did remark that she's having a hard time hearing you, but it did get better on my end. So, um, and Donna's down there to shenanigate the chat. So thank you, Donna. Yeah. I thought it turned all the way up, so Yep. That... Turn it up any higher than that. <laughs> it's about as good as we're gonna get it and we're gonna roll with it. So um so uh, just right off the bat, uh Patrick, I guess we'll handle this question before we, we dive into the practicals. So he says, I have a question about hauntings. Are apartment buildings perfect for hauntings? Well, I mean, they're certainly, with all the people that are in and out, sure, that could be an amplifier for paranormal activity, just you know, by the sheer number of people. Uh, the one thing that I would, it would be a detriment to me, because yeah, you have the volume, you have the quantity of people, is that a lot of times in apartment buildings, people don't necessarily build those attachments to the building like they do maybe a single family home. So what do you think, Shauna? Um, I, I have to agree because a lot of apartment buildings have high turnover. So, you know, like me personally, um, I haven't grown an attachment to this place. Um, I can say there are places that I'm attached to. Um, you know, when you finally settle into a place that you want to spend the rest of your day in, that's that's where you're going to leave all of your energy at. Right. Uh, I think. Yeah. So I mean, you may have some people who you know live there ten years or fifteen years or what have you, but yeah, there's a high turnover too. So kind of depends. So um, yeah, <laughs> Candy is saying. Uh, you know, we shouldn't get that started again on Frontier. So, yeah, Frontier. Fucking Frontier. All right. Yeah. So, and for Pungai Fungi, you got frozen. So you're kind of like hiccupy for me. But we'll just continue to roll with it for now. Shauna's going to be in and out, apparently. So, okay. Haunted history. So researching. This is kind of the a big area for us is doing the research. And a lot of people ask, okay, where do I get started? And what I tell people is my first order of business is always with the county assessor, just getting the basics of the house or building or whatever it is. You know, they're going to have, you know, tax information. They're going to have year that it was built. They're going to have owner. They might have some photographs. And it really depends on the county how much information they may have. So this is actually a good example of 
a assessor's page that has quite a bit of information uh, because they do have the year that it was built. They have information about uh, how the structure is laid out. They have a couple of photographs that are attached. They have the uh, owners listen. You can't see all of them here because um, you can only fit so much in the page. But if you were to continue to scroll down, you would see uh, everybody who had owned it from the time that the property was first parceled out. So that's actually a really good one uh, because they have all that information. And one of the great things about having that kind of information, especially with the owners, is once you start getting some names attached to the property, that's a big part of your research is knowing who was there, not just when it was built. So, okay, if you get an idea of, um, you know, how old it is and the type of people that may have been in and out of there. But once you start getting some names, now you can start doing searches on those. Um, okay, now some assessor's office may have some uh, GIS information. So uh, this is looking at a particular neighborhood and on this page you can actually if you were to go to the site this is just a photograph of it you could actually click on these individual parcels and get information about that particular property so if if you don't necessarily uh know the uh the property address but you know where the house is resting this might be a good idea uh, or you could even use it if you're trying to get information about the neighborhood, about you know who may all have lived in this particular area. Like if you have a story about um, you know the the neighbors were also involved in whatever went on at the house. Well, you can go get information about the neighbors because it's boom, just click on it and go right into it. So it's it's a nice setup for those counties that have that particular information available. Again, it just, it depends. Um, and Mama Joe Buffalo Woman, so Joni Mitchell is asking for Canada too. Um, again, that's, I'll come pop back here. That depends on Canada. I haven't done a lot of that type of research in Canada because I haven't had a lot of Canadian cases. In fact, I've had zero Canadian cases. So I can't speak for that. Um, but a lot of the other things that I'm going to talk about um, would be relevant to Canada. As far as the type of records available online up there, I, I don't know. So, um, And then last one for the assessor's office is another one with this one. This was actually Oklahoma County in, in, in Oklahoma. They do a pretty good job, actually. Uh, they may have documents out there that uh, you can check out. So this is a quick claim deed at a particular property. And so you can actually, in some of these places, you can actually go into the documents and look at them and, and see the actual transactions that were made. And there may even be additional information attached to other names uh, as well. So, you know, there could be some great information out there at the assessor's office. Uh, possibly online. Now, some places you may have to go to the clerk's office. It, you, it may not be available online. You actually have to physically go down there. But for those that are available online, it's a fantastic resource. 
in China. I'm <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> got a little scratchy in my voice. I know that you were having some some troubles out there in a small town. So if uh, if your connection is okay, maybe you can speak to a, a couple of challenges there in a smaller town. Super chat from Tom McNicholas, $10 for spooky research is what he says. Thank you very much, Tom. Appreciate that. That will actually help very much with spooky research. Yeah, I, you know, and, and actually this would be a good uh, private residence case for us. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the people that lives in the house, uh, well, they're seeing a lot of activity. They've been seeing a lot of it for two years. They've never done any research on the place. Um, but the woman that I, you know, she's actually a friend of mine, um, her husband woke up with a finger in the ear and he was in love. So, you know, that's, that's interesting. Um, and then there's also a child spirit in the home too. So, um, and she's within walking distance of me, of course. So, um, but I told her, yeah, definitely, you know. Start up the at the assessor's office, you know, or you can go, you know, if you want to, if you have the time, um, you know, research at the library. I mean, even the small libraries will have books, you know, that will tell the entire history, you know, of your town or your county or whatever. And there's some like gems in there, stuff that, you know, it could be just like, um, like a be uh, like a letter somewhere to somebody and then you'll see a name in there and boom you know there's another you know path to go down well right. who's this person what happened and then you can look that up and then you're like oh well, here's another you know so research is so I mean you can really it's very fulfilling very rewarding you know I mean you can really 
together. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, to me, to me, it harkens back to my you know, mystery writing. To me, it's all a mystery, and so you're, yeah, it's like a, it's like a puzzle that you're trying to put together. Uh, Bree Jones, Canadian two dollar super chat. Thank you very much, Bree. Absolutely appreciate it again. Um, but yeah, it's a, to me, it's it's a mystery. You're trying to put those pieces together and deduce what really happened. And the more resources that we have available to us, the better we can paint that picture. So let me get into a uh, a couple more here. So I have like this whole laundry list. And Jen, $10 super chat. Thank you, Jen. Uh, yeah, Jen also did, <laughs> I think it was $10 on uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole as well. So um, guys, thank you for you know supporting both shows. That is absolutely appreciated that, that you guys are doing that. So, um, so let's go back to um, another one that I absolutely love are the uh, historic maps. And so, and I actually have those reversed. This one needs to go on top of that one. So you know, one is a bird's eye view that's of Baltimore. The other is a historic map of uh, that's Mansfield, Ohio. <clears throat> And so with this, you know, you get in and there's Patrick, $5 super chat. Thank you, Mike and Shauna and Vanessa for the amazing content. Your show helps me get through sleepless nights when my chronic pain keeps me up all night. Well, you're very, very welcome. And thank you for the $5 super chat. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very heartwarming. And Patrick wrote the, the sweetest letter last year about that. And so um, it, it, it just, <laughs> like I said, it's very heartwarming. Um, the, the appreciation and uh, we appreciate you as a uh, as a guest as a listener so um, yeah so I, I love the historic maps um, with the Baltimore one you can actually get a view of the buildings the layout uh, the way things were constructed back then you know, it may not be exact but it's it's a very good representation that's actually the Baltimore map is one that we actually hunted down in old ballpark years ago uh, and we found the area where it was at, but we got lost in the city. We actually used that map to find our way out of the city because a lot of the streets are still the same. <laughs> so it's a map from 1870. Uh, the one of uh, Mansfield, Ohio there, I used to actually tra uh, track down some family. And you can actually see Jay Ricksecker right in the middle there. And what's great about these, and a lot of municipalities, states, counties have these type of maps where you can actually see the owners of the land so these are the old like land plat maps and it shows you who owned it so it's another way in which you can track down names of of people who lived in the different areas so if you're you know looking at a particular property you can actually dig into some of the older maps if you know it was built in you know say 1880 or what have you you can actually dig up the old uh land plats and find out who owned it over time so even if you know the assessor's office only has the current owner but you know because it should have it on there in the assessor's office the actual date that the house was built if you know that the date you can go back to those old land plat maps and find out some of the owner's names and just start rolling with those so that's a potential resource there is are those old maps so Neither shall saying love for supporters of HRM. Yes, <laughs> we have much love for our supporters. Absolutely. Um, 
And uh, Don makes a, a makes an observation here in Kentucky. They tend to name county roads or country roads after the landowners who owned many acres in that area, and that's true of a lot of areas. Um, I know, like Shauna, that uh, that one road over there by Rose Hill Cemetery is named Allen Road, and you know the last names of some of the owners over there were, were Allen that you know farmed the land. <clears throat> So, and Shauna's nodding her head. <laughs> so, we don't know how her sound is doing because it's kind of been in and out. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. Some some people can hear you, some people can't. So, we'll keep going. So, those are the historic maps, which I love, and also what I love are the old newspaper archives. So this this highlights a number of different things that I had uh, previously uh, researched. So a man dies in hotel plunge. That's the Skirvin Hotel. Guthrie Matron or children. That's uh, the Stone Line Inn. Uh, father's right to kill is upheld. Is, it was an interesting uh, historic case there in uh, in Oklahoma. So there's you know a lot of these two couple two couples nuptials read in in. Dallas City, you know, that one's a, uh, that was a private residence case that we did. So, you know, once you have some names, you can start plugging them into different newspaper archives and see if there's any news or highlights about some of the different people. So, you know, it might be an obituary. It might just be, um, you know, a little piece of information about, you know, maybe they were you know, part of an organization. Like my grandfather's in the the paper, you know, all the time uh, back in the day for being a part of uh, uh, the head of the stamp clubs and, and stuff like that. So there's a lot of information you can glean out of the newspaper articles. And Shauna, there's a, a case that we've been working on that I hope we're able to follow up on a little bit, maybe Saturday morning, that, you know, Clark Evans, where we found in the newspapers, we didn't say anywhere else listed where he was buried but we found in like on one little line in a newspaper somewhere that uh, the the cemetery that he was buried at so I, I know you tend to like uh, digging through those as well yeah I think that I am pretty sure the town did not bury him in with the recruiting population Right. I'm sure that he's going to be, you know, mashed off to the side somewhere. We're lucky if it's marked. But I think he's going to be in, like, the wooded area. I don't really feel like... I'll be surprised. If he if he's buried with everybody else, he's going to be on one of those gentlemen that you're going to have to do a grave rubbing um, to get it in. Yeah, so that's, that's something that we're following up with is, you know, whether or not, and, and we wanted to go during a cooler month because, you know, Shauna kind of got the feeling that his grave is kind of off on the side of the cemetery somewhere in the brush. So if there's an actual marker, we may not have been able to see it when we went out there. And it might be if, you know, if we're going to try to go back here pretty soon, it might be that, you know, once the shrubbery is down, which it is right now, we may be able to see it if there's a marker. 
could also be that there is no marker. Maybe it's an unmarked grave, or it could even be one of those that have been weathered away in that cemetery. Probably not because those are mixed in with everybody else. So another part of researching could be we actually have to go to, and this is a uh, cemetery that's adjoined with a church. We may need to go into the church office and ask them, hey, <laughs> we uh, have a newspaper account that says he's buried here. What do your records show? And they they do keep, of course, a record in their offices of everybody that's buried in the cemetery and the actual uh, plots. So that, that may bear fruit for us. Um, if we're able to go, <laughs> kind of depends on how the weekend works. Uh, if this, if it's this particular weekend. So, uh, okay. So everybody's kind of talking about the clippings that I showed. I'll, I'll show those again real quick here. So, and uh, Punk Guy Fungi said it was a macabre collection. Yeah. So these newspapers. Okay. So. I'll, I'll say bottom left. Despondent city resident in suffering with rifle. That was actually a newspaper article that uh, that was dug up for the case that we did for the haunted. So that when I talk about that case and I talk about the father of the homeowner who committed suicide in the house in the room in which uh, the daughter slept in, well, that's that's the newspaper article about it about when he uh, committed suicide. So the the guy there, uh, that is an actual uh, mummified corpse of David E. George, who may or may not have been John Wilkes Booth, if you believe the conspiracy theory that John Wilkes Booth escaped from Virginia and headed out west and continued to live his life. So, um, and then you see some others that are just I mean, you got obituaries, and uh, the fishing trip one is the Belle Isle area. So I mean, they're all parts of you know research that I've done over the years for different cases and writing my books. <laughs> so there's also there are also online articles. Uh, you know, of course, everybody knows Google. Google is your friend, <laughs> and that may actually be. You know, that may be where you start. You know, it's kind of simple. Just, you know, pop a, a couple of names into Google and see what you get. So, you know, and Shonda, I know you, you know, that you kind of agree with that. Okay, just, you know, very quickly, you know, it's easy. <laughs> it's online. What do you get initially? You know, so Google's your friend. Yes. Yes, yeah, Google is your friend. That's what I tell, <laughs> I tell my parents that all the time. Mother call. Mother will ask me a question like, "Google is your friend?" Just ask Google. Yeah. And Google doesn't know the answer. The answer doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it may even pop up to a newspaper article you may not be able to you know, readily see, but now you know it exists. You can, you know, however you need to gain access, you, you may be able to find it. So, <clears throat> so the online articles, of course. You know, plenty of information there if you happen to come across it. Uh, the one is about, the one is a, on the Samuel Mudd house that, uh, that I covered. <laughs> that was in the Baltimore Sun and the others. I like it. Ghosts haunt New York Knicks at Skirvin Hotel. So the New York Knicks were scared out of their hotel room uh, by the ghosts of the Skirvin Hotel. I always found that one humorous. 
So another place that people tend to forget about because it's the digital age are library sources. Yes, yes, your library has resources. You can go to it and, and find those resources. But better yet, many libraries today have online resources where you don't actually need to go into the library itself. You just need a library card and you get into their website. Uh, a lot of libraries have electronic resources on their website. You just type in your, um, your account number and your PIN number associated with your library card and boom, you can get to all these different uh, online resources. So this one at Howard County Library, I used to work at that library system. Um, it's showing Heritage Quest. So they have all kinds of different things you can search here, census, books, uh, things on the Revolutionary War, U.S. serial set, all kinds of different things. So, um, you know, use your libraries. Uh, I know, Shana, you, you go to the library for a lot of different things and that's where you, know, you had found some historic books that uh, gave us a lot of great information. So, you know, tell us about tell us about your library. I know I know it's a small one, but you were still able to find some good information there. Yeah, this um, the local library um, they have a lot of older books. I mean, not just you know that tells the history of the town or the history of the county, but then there's um, books that were written by, um, or that have articles and letters and stuff by the individual, like the main, you know, families that were dominant in the area. Um, there's a lot of, like, old picture books that shows, you know, the links from, you know, that some aren't even around anymore, or that there are other things, right, you know, they got turned into other things. And then, you know, there's just, there's all kinds of, um, I'll, I'll go in there, you know, expecting to just be in there for a few minutes and like two or three hours later, I'm like, where, what have I been doing? You know, I just, it's so easy to get, you know, sucked up. Um, oh yeah. It, going to a library for me is like, is almost like time travel. I mean, um, it's like some of the places, you know, that we investigate in, you know, it's like reality doesn't exist anymore it's just you know um, when I go to the library I set myself an alarm now because <laughs> I know what time to go home you and your alarms and, yeah uh, if I didn't do that I would create everything around me so, yeah yeah there's a lot of, go ahead you were uh, mentioning the Samuel Black house remember my yeah. cousin Tammy is dating uh, right yeah, direct descendant. His last name is Mud. <laughs> direct descendant, which I thought was very cool because yeah. I've had that connection there to the Mud House for for years. I mean, there's a number of crazy things that happened to me there um, each time that I've gone. So, yeah, to be able to interact with a dis direct descendant like that, and there are direct descendants that actually work there, but uh, this was somebody a little closer <laughs> to our age and actually had that last name because the, the the people that are actually working there at the mud house i think they must have come through uh another line they're direct descendants but don't share the the same last name so it's it pretty interesting so but yeah library uh, another another thing yeah you have the the online resources you have the books but there's other resources there like we were talking earlier about the historic maps well a lot of that stuff is there too 
So you can find those maps there as well that you may not find online or that may even be different than, say, like your, your county clerk's office. So your, your county clerk's office, you know, should have all the original land plats and all that. But there may be some historic maps that were done by others that your library may have. So always a good resource. So, so we continue on because there's a lot of different resources here. Um, you were talking about old books, and I think we could probably jump to that. I'll, I'll skip over these others for now, and we'll go to historic books since you were talking about that. Oops, that's historic photos. Historic books is this one. Okay. So, yeah, you can find a lot of great old history and stories in some of these books. And, Shauna, I remember the one uh, that you'd picked up there had that... It, it basically said the haunted house and it was talking about the Lee Baker Hodges house there in Carrollton where, you know, the, the story that was written over a hundred years ago, it was already calling it the haunted house. And so I thought, I found that really, really interesting and was giving us, you know, insight into more details of the story. And that's something I found fascinating about some of these older books is that, you know, Today, we have some we have some details about some of these stories. Might be a little scant. Might have been changed over time, and you know, in the retelling that happens, that things get lost, things get you know taken out. Some things get changed a little bit. So you go back into these older books, and you're finding, hey, there's some more information here. There's some more details. Oh, this is the way it really happened, not that way. And so I found that very interesting because we did like a quick search, I think, online of, okay, what does it show on, you know, their site and their information? It's like, okay, there's some of the stuff, but it's not all of it. This book has a lot more. So I found that really interesting. Um, the one that I have up here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I can hear myself cutting out. Um, as I say, another good resource is uh, the elderly people in your community. They may have newspaper clippings of your own and lost through time, old letters, old mm -hmm. photos, old e-books, uh, and stories that were never documented at all. Yeah, that's an excellent... Yeah, that's an excellent point. You may you may not be able to hear her because she was breaking up a lot, and some of you, when she gets a little bit lower, have kind of been missing that. Uh, Shannon was talking about you know, talking to the older generation, the older people within the community that they're going to have you know stories from back then. They may have some old books of their own. They may have old photographs of their own. Uh, when we were researching on the Campsville Grade School, it was the guy. What was his name? Marcellus. Down the street or down the hill from your parents' house? I'm sorry? Maurice. 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 That was close. Marcellus, Maurice. Close. Yeah, Maurice. Um, you know, he was showing us some photos that he had in old, old yearbooks from the school um, that had photos uh, of, the, of the area at that time. So that's, that's what Sean was talking about there, even though you couldn't hear her too well. So... Sean Oldsmith asks real quick, what is the oldest book you've seen? Okay, that's a good question. Um, 
would you consider a scroll a book? Because uh, I have physically handled a um, 600-year-old Megillah scroll. So if you consider that a small book, <laughs> uh, that would be the oldest. If not, I currently have on the shelf over here a book from 1864. So, Shauna, oldest book you've seen? I don't. I think she's disconnected at the moment. I hear static, but uh, she's not moving. So, all right. So we'll continue on. So B three airspace scrolls or books. So yeah, I physically handled a six hundred year old Megillah scroll. Scroll, um, which was actually very cool. That was at a library too. <laughs> so there you go. Libraries are your friend. So with this particular one, this is the story of Ariana Calvert which I've talked about uh, a number of different times. This was featured in my uh, book, Ghosts of Maryland. And where this came from, I had found somewhere online, just a little one-liner, in looking up, um, um, it was the Mount Airy Plantation. And it was just a little one-liner of, there was a ghost of a girl who was, forlorn over losing the love of her life. That was it. So in doing research, historic research for the book, in this book, Colonial Mansions of Maryland and Delaware, which was published in 1914, so over 100 years ago, uh, a little less than 100 when I, uh, when I wrote Ghost of Maryland, but in this, I found her entire story about how uh, you know, her. she was in love with this boy. The boy wanted to call on her. The father said no. The father did not like him. Ariana grew very, very depressed over this. And in order to try to get her to stop thinking about the boy, her father sent her away to her sisters in Annapolis. Well, her sisters kept bringing in suitors for her. Well, she didn't want any of these other guys. She just wanted this boy that she was in love with back home. And her depression grew even greater and greater and greater until the point where she started getting sick. And at some point, her father died. Her mother took pity upon her, brought her back home. But it was already too late by then. She was too sick from being so depressed, and she herself passed away. So all of that within this book, when before I just found just a little one-liner online. So, old books are your friends. Shauna, do we have you back yet? I have no idea. There we go. Heard you that time. <laughs> All right. So, we'll just say fucking frontier. I'm going to write a letter. Yeah. Yeah. They picked the wrong time to start being shitty. I'm going to write a letter signatures <laughs> yeah because that's just come on I mean we're just talking a basic connection here you know yeah I think you know this isn't you know 1996 or something <laughs> so all right so talked about library okay so census records let's talk about that real quick so another great resource is 
our uh, census records, where you can find out a little bit more about uh, the family, about who may have been in the household, just because of the way they would have to list different things. So it was you would list uh, head of household, anybody that was within the household. You could find out uh, different names of dates of you know people that were, you know, when they were, uh, not necessarily when they were born, but there may be an occupation there. You could find out some information about, you know, like a, a, a good example is Stone Lion Inn, the Houghton Mansion, where you know, they, there's this little girl that's listed in the census records, but that's the only bit of information that we have on her. So she's not in, and thank you for the hearts down there in Periscope, appreciate that. So she's not in the family photograph that's a few years later. And you know, of course, you're trying to track down who's the little girl in the house. And so it's possible it could have been her. You know, we don't have a death record or anything, but she's there in the census. So who is she? You know, don't have a birth record, don't have a death record. We just have this bit of information. And she was there. So it's something to go on. And so census records can uh, help you try to pinpoint. We also found um, when we were doing the Minnellis for uh, at Rose Hill Cemetery, we were trying to track them down and you know where they were at along along the way. And we had discovered that for a period of time they were in Kansas. So we didn't really know why, but we could try to you know kind of track where the family was moving to in different at different points in time. Can you hear me? I hear you. Um, there was a death family um, here just right before the new year. There was what right before the new year? One from the Penelope family. Totally broke up. So Donna Gordon says, yeah, Donna, Donna Gordon says, per Robert, uh, final frontier, these are the voyages, the internet catastrophes. Yeah, because Shana's frontier is being ridiculous. So yeah, all I heard was Minnelli and end of year, and I think you said death somewhere in there. Someone from that family died recently. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I found the article whenever I was researching um, today. Wow. Well, that's sad. That's sad. Uh, Bree Jones asked, can you go back a census mic or birth record? Um... What do you mean by go back? So the way they do the census records, at least here in the United States, every 10 years they do the census. Now, they're only available to the public up to a certain point in time. I think right now they're available up to 1940. Uh, but prior to that, or but after that, they're from like 1950 and on, they're not accessible. And that's because a lot of the people are still living. And so... Um, I, I guess once we hit, I guess, 2020, then maybe those records will become available. So um, the birth records, uh, kind of the same deal. Um, now, a good resource for finding uh, some of this stuff, 
uh, Heritage Quest, like I showed on the library site, it has the census records, but another one, <clears throat> and of course this is one you have to pay for, so there are some resources that if you want to use them you have to pay for, would be, and I clicked the wrong one. No, because I had that on, well, it must be this one then. Nope. I didn't grab the right photo. Hang on a second here, people. That's supposed to be historic photos, which we haven't talked about yet. So it's this one. There we go. Um, and that's Ancestry. So Ancestry.com uh, does have a, a lot of access. If you pay, you have to pay for the subscription. And you can do a 14-day free trial, I think it is. Um, and just, you know, cram to get as much as you want out of it. But, um, yeah, they have a lot of great information out there. Is You know, they have the census records. They have uh, birth and death records. They have uh, military records out there. A lot of different things. Of course, users have posted their own family trees out there. So if you, if there's a chance you are related to somebody else, that has posted information out there, you may be able to grab some information about your family through them. So, you know, and that's what I've used it for. You see, the, the photo that's there is of uh, my family back in the 1800s. This was actually the family that was in Mansfield. Uh, the old guy right in the, the middle is that Jay Ricksecker that was listed on that old map. Uh, but I found that through Ancestry. So there's, you know, some interesting information that you can get out of here. You see a death record that's there and what have you. So, again, it's something you have to pay for to be able to access that. But there is a lot of good information out there. But also some parts of it you have to take with a bit of a grain of salt because if you're going into any, like, family tree records that somebody has put together, well, that's a user on there, they may not have all their information right, so you need to double check uh, the sources of where they got that from. So, it's always a, another thing is double check. <laughs> so, um, per Tom Nicholas, thank you Donna for shenanigating the chat, per Tom Nicholas, does the library have research on paranormal in places? Well, that's a good question. So, <laughs> They very likely have uh, some information, although they may not have like a quote-unquote paranormal section or what have you. Now, the Dewey Decimal System, the way that, you know, books are put out in the library, um, they do, there is like a, you know, supernatural, mind and body, um, religion, it, it's all in that section together. So if you walk into a library and you go to that stack of books... Uh, you will usually find, you know, some paranormal ghost story stuff like that's like that's where you would find any of my books if they happen to be in a library. Which I know the libraries in Maryland carry Ghosts of Maryland, and ones in Oklahoma carry the Oklahoma book, and what have you. So that's where you would find those. Um, now, oh, something we needed to mention with the newspaper Shana is because this is something you'd be able to find. Okay, a lot of libraries have newspaper archives, and Shana. We just did a video on it, a couple of them, 
where we were getting ghost stories out of the newspapers, the old newspapers that you had stumbled across. You're not going to be able to hear me. Everything is frozen up on me. <laughs> I actually heard you say that very well, but you are frozen, yes. <laughs> I don't want to hear every other word come out. Ah, it's lousy. Well, this is really too bad because, you know, this is kind of like our forte between you and I is, is doing the research. And so for you to have this crappy connection is really a, it's really a travesty here. So, yeah, there have been times where, oh, and I remember this distinctly, where um, we were doing research on the Campsville Grade School in Shauna's old hometown, and... Oh my gosh, I don't remember how late we stayed up. And, you know, I was here in Ohio. Shauna's, you know, at her house in Illinois. And we kept talking about how it's getting late. We need to go to bed. But we stumble across another piece of information. We keep going. And we're like, oh, it's getting late. We've got to go to bed. We stu- uh, stumble across another piece of information to keep going. You know, <laughs> it was, uh, was kind of funny. But, um, you know, it was, so that's why this is kind of really sad about her connection is because we just, that's our thing. And yeah, like uh, like Patrick says, fucking frontier. <laughs> so, all right. So, okay, so that's Ancestry. And there's other ones too, like Heritage Quest and some others. Um, a great one that is a free resource that we use all the time is Find a Grave. So, there's a lot of information you can get at Find a Grave. Of course, you can discover where people are buried at. But you can also uh, find information about relationships with other people. So, like this one, I mean, this is of Edgar Allan Poe's uh, mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, it's also his aunt, so go figure that one. But you can see some of the different connections it listed lists there of other people that are within the Finder Grave system. So, you know, I've used this to find out. Again, it was a genealogy thing, but there were some people that were buried around my uh, ancestors' site, the family plot, uh, at Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland. And it was like, okay, who are these other people? And so I was able to find some of those connections. One of them was a little boy. Okay, who's the little boy? And actually the death record uh, was attached to it, which was kind of interesting. Um, but you can also see links here to Westminster Burial Ground, so you can get information about the actual uh, you know, cemetery itself. And sometimes you'll actually even get uh, write-ups and, and snippets of history uh, within the, uh, the record as well. So, uh, yeah, B.D. Flint, <laughs> find a grave with a big heart. Uh, yeah, it's uh, love find a grave. So, Shay Carroll, uh, hope you do the topic again. Um, yeah, we'll do it again because I would really, really would have loved to have more input from Shauna on this. So she's still kind of frozen there, which is, yeah, yeah. Ether Shadow Frontier, go to hell, uh, and freeze yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is like perfect topic for Shauna and, and just, I hear it scratching, but that's about it. Um, yeah, I'm free Jones. They have a lot of uh, history research. Absolutely. Find a Grave is fantastic. And what's funny about Find a Grave is they haven't really updated the look and feel of the website. You know, it still looks like it's 10 or 15 years old. 
But the amount of information that they have within it is amazing. It keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's, it's really taken off. So um, another would be historic photos. I know I flashed this up there uh, real quick uh, a little bit ago by accident. But um, this is another one that you can get from your library uh, or even, you know, like online or historical society. You know, we'll have a lot of uh, historic photos. So these are these are historic photos of the Belle Isle area. So on the right is the old amusement park. And then, well, even the top one is a old postcard of the amusement park. And then it was later, you know, bought out by the power plant because they wanted the power facility there that the amusement park had, which also ran the trolley line at the time. Uh, and then they built a major power plant there. Um, and now it's actually a, uh, <laughs> a, a strip mall. So go figure that. But um, yeah, so historic photos can show you, you know, the way things used to look in a particular area. So, and I did a bad job of overlaying this when I grabbed it, but you can see how big that lake is in the right-hand picture when it was set up as the uh, amusement park. It is nowhere near that big now. It is like just little strip of water back behind uh, the shopping center. So it's, it's really changed over the years. But you can get an idea of the way everything used to look back then also gives you an idea of the layout, how things are situated. You might even be able to find in old photos, uh, you know, other buildings that had been there that are no longer. So you may be able to, you know, cross-reference on those older buildings. And now Shauna just completely bombed out. So I guess we're going to have to finish without her. That's lame. Okay, I'll close that off. Damn. All right. Ah. <sighs> So, Ether Shadow, yeah, I hope they do this topic again. Shadow's a really good researcher and knows the ins and outs. Absolutely. So, it's it's really a shame. So, um, yeah, Beat 3 Airspace. Shame Shauna can't get Cox or something else. Yeah, this is the only thing available around her. They have some other, like, third-party uh, alternatives that it's almost like a local... Um, it's It's like it's like local Wi-Fi internet, <laughs> um, which I, I, and I'm not sure how all of that works. Even though I'm a technology guy, I should know how it works. But the issue I, I saw with it is like the available highest speed is like not near where Frontier is. So I don't know. Um, it's just her options are limited because she's out in the middle of nowhere. Just... Yeah, why can't internet providers get their shit together? So she has popped into the chat. So chat shenanigator is in the chat. All right. So we'll just do it like that. And, you know, Shana, maybe you can comment down there. We will definitely bring you back for this topic again. Uh, let's see. What else do I have after the historic photos? Um, I think I had websites. So, yeah, the actual websites of the locations themselves. So, you know, here, Civil War Medicine Museum, Belvedere, Belvedere Mansion. So the actual locations themselves, if you're doing a historic site, uh, should have information, of course, about themselves. <laughs> so you can get it from there. Usually with, with historic locations and the history that they provide, 
to me, I usually see it as a starting point. You know, they, they'll have good, accurate information, but a lot of times it's just a piece of it. You know, it's kind of like the highlights of what's happened and what's gone on there. But it definitely gives you a place to start. So uh, definitely, if you're doing a historical location, see what they have first and then start, you know, developing your research investigation uh, off of that. So, um, yeah, and so that is really all of the uh, all of the slides that I had, which <laughs> not really slides. I took them from my slide presentation. It took me forever to find it. Um, it kind of got lost along the way. So, what is this? Tim showing a rate. Shauna, 15 out of 10, and Mike, 15 out of 10. Well, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. Zippy, go kick Frontier in the butt, Shauna. Yeah. Bree Jones is taking off. Thank you, Bree. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, any connection is good when it works. True. If it works. All right, so that is essentially what I have for researching the paranormal, how to research it. And not, it's more of like the tools. You know, that's, it's, that is a tool set. You know, all those different resources. And <clears throat> I'm starting to lose my voice. You know, and to me, no investigation is complete without doing that. You know, I've taken the stance for a while now that I prefer to know those things going into an investigation. But even after the fact, we're still researching, we're still discovering more. You know, it's it's never done, it's never over because we don't know all of what's happened there. We can't possibly ever know all of what's happened there, but there may be more information available to us to be able to research and to find out more. So, you know, there may be, you never know, there may be something you come across at a particular location. You know, maybe it's a name, maybe it's, you could stumble across you know, somebody's name scratched in a wall somewhere or a piece of paper that's discovered that has people's names on it, you know, a date scratched in somewhere, or, you know, maybe while you're doing research, you uncover something that's just been lost to time. And that's something I really enjoy about doing all this is, you know, finding those pieces, those little nuggets uh, that nobody's talked about for years and years and years. Like, we were talking about, you know, the books. And I, I think the books are really a, a gold mine <clears throat> because over time, the books either get lost, you know, and I mean lost, not like, you know, just, you know, the lost in the dirt somewhere or whatever, but they get forgotten about. They end up on a dusty shelf somewhere and nobody cares to look at them in, anymore. So those stories that are within there get lost in that sense. And that's when Shauna and I talk about uh, getting lost uh, to time, those stories getting lost to time, people getting lost to time, uh, where we're at investigations and we're talking about, you know, trying to um, give these spirits their voices back because those stories are just they might be in that book somewhere and so uncovering those to, to me those have like a lot of the details of those locations that are just gone because nobody cared enough to continue to pass that on or in some cases the history books you know they can only choose you know so many things to continue to pass on so they they choose this the item this item this item and you know, they nix the others. 
because I only have so much room to put in, you know, the next book, the next edition. Kind of the crazy thing about history is we keep gaining more of it, <laughs> right? So um, I saw some, uh, Mike, Tom wants you to PM some of those links, which I will do, um, certainly. So, yeah, uh, I'll definitely do that. So like find a grave ancestry, all that's kind of, but um, some of the other things, like the county assessor's office, okay, you'll have to, you know, search that one on your own because every county has a different site. Uh, the books, some of them you can find on online, actually, because uh, there are enough, you know, historic books that have been, like there's the uh, the Gutenberg Project. Uh, Google's put a lot of those historic books online, but others you're going to have to go to your local library and, and find those. Uh, but some of the others, yeah, I uh, can definitely give you some links for sure. Uh, yeah, Shot Off Frontier is bad everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's funny, people that are coming across this that are like all over the world and be like, what the hell is Frontier? Why do they keep talking about Frontier? Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Sean Oldsmith, is that why the Bible's so thick? Bible could be thicker. So, well, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, their own little books and stories and scrolls and what have you, you know, pieced together over time. So, you know, it grew. Um, but again, it's been parsed out as well because there's other things that could be in there. So, and everybody's starting to take off. So, Beat 3 Airspace is taking off. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just hitting midnight here. So... Uh, Mike, asking the librarian about the local historians and authors is always a good idea as well. So yes, Candy, that is also a good idea uh, as well to find out who your local historians are. So they may look, they may work at the local historical society, uh, or they may not. You know, they, they may freelance, they may have their own thing going on, uh, but are still well known in the community as being a local historian. So I know when Shana and I have done research there in uh, around the Campsville area. Shana, I don't remember his name, uh, but you know he's he's a great guy. He's a nice guy, and uh, he's always there at Old Settlers Day, set up with a bunch of I'm dropping stuff, uh, set up with stuff from the you know, local historic society, you know, old photographs and uh, books and, and all of that. And so, very knowledgeable guy of the history of the area. So, uh, you know, definitely, and so I guess that's something I haven't mentioned a lot in this is also, you know, your local historical society uh, will have a lot of the information as well. So, and I know I mentioned it when I talked about the old photographs. So they'll have that. Um, they're very likely to have old maps to uh, old books and a lot of other types of records there. So uh, definitely check out your local historical society as well, because uh, they're also going to have some great information. So John uh, is like, hold on, remember the name. Um, all right. Uh, meaningfully may have already mentioned, but ask your family members. Well, yeah, and that too. You know, anybody who's been around um, in the community for a while, older family members are always a fantastic resource. So, um, and Shana did mention that, if, if, you know, at least older people in the community um, you know, definitely uh, pick their brains. And Shana, it's okay. Retzer is his last name. I can't remember his first name, but everybody's taken off. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Really do appreciate everybody joining 
the show tonight. It's. Uh, I, I hope you learned something. I hope you, hope you got some ideas of uh, how to do your own paranormal research and different tools that you can use that are out there uh, for doing that research. Do apologize for the technical difficulties with Shauna because I know she has a lot of great insight. Uh, Patrick with a $2 Canadian super chat. Uh, it says, Mike, I'm going to buy your books. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Patrick. And whenever you buy them, I hope you enjoy them. Emerson, Emerson Retzer, there you go, <laughs> from Shauna, uh, the local uh, history guy there. So, all right, so um, next week we're going to cover that DNA topic that we mentioned last week when we were uh, talking about uh, reincarnation. So that'll be interesting. And $2 from BD Flint. Thank you, BD. Appreciate that. BD is also a new deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patron, so we do appreciate that. Um, Tim is planning on buying a ghostie in a book or two. Um, fantastic. So yeah, the ghosties, um, and you can get the shirts and everything out there uh, at hauntedroadmedia.com. Just go to the merch tab, and that'll come right up. So the uh, the shirts will take you to the Spreadshirt site, which will have, well, what do we have, like four or five different uh, variations out there of different styles. So we have, you know, this one, the rabbit hole shirt. We have this is witchy shit. We have the Hunter Road Media shirt. And, um, well, we got ones with, with book covers on there because um, Vanessa wanted ones with book covers. So we have those out there as well. Uh, and yeah, I'd, I'd certainly be able to uh, autograph them, Tim. I'd, I'd be willing to do that. So, and uh, yes, Shay, we will do a take two on this. We will do a take two, since uh, Shauna wasn't able to chime in so much, unfortunately. And yes, we will be on Tim's show tomorrow night. So Tim, you want to go ahead and throw your information down there in the chat so people can find, because uh, Shauna and I will both be on there tomorrow night. And um, yeah, so while you do that, I'll go ahead and get to the shout outs. We need to start first with our Super Chat Superstars. So... Super Chat Superstars for this time was Tom McNicholas, Bree Jones, Jen Snaggletooth, and BD Flint. So thank you very much, Super Chat Superstars. It's always greatly appreciated. Your support has been absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, it's um, you know, just amazing the way you guys have just just had an outpouring lately, and uh, we love you all. We absolutely do. So let's get to it. So down there in the chat, so chat shenanigator, Shauna. Thank you very much, my love. Uh, also, Donna Gorton, who did um, most of the <laughs> shenanigating of the chat tonight because Shauna was on the show. So Donna Gorton, uh, one of our Cheshire cats. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, don't forget to sign Patrick's book as well. I will. I will. So there is Grizz, Grizz, another one of our deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons, which are Tom, Grizz, B3 Airspace, Zippy Davis, BD Flint, and Pamela Queen. I think I got y'all, right? <laughs> uh, Pamela Rainey, thank you very much. Uh, Pungai Fungi, thank you. Ether Shadow, thank you very much. Of course, Snuggletooth, uh, Patrick, thank you very much. I know a lot of people have already taken off. So, because um, it's just late, <laughs> it's late. Andrew Cox, thank you. Sean Oldsmith, thank you very much from Australia. Um, 
BD Flint, thank you once again. Candy Orin, thanks for hanging out for both shows. Uh, a lot of you hung out for both shows, so I do appreciate that. Shay Carroll, thank you very much. Uh, there's Zippy. There's Shauna, Tim. Uh, Diane Hilbert, thanks again. Really do appreciate it. Tom McNicholas, of course. Um, what else do we have? And if I miss you, I do apologize. It's not intentional. <laughs> it just is what it is. Because uh, there have been a lot of people. It's hard to keep up with everything. Beat 3 Airspace, of course. Thank you. And I'm just going to scroll back down. Anybody else? And all right. Well, that is going to do it for tonight. Really do appreciate everybody come out, hanging out. I hope the information was helpful and gave you some ideas on how to research paranormal history. Haunted history. Either one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's uh, Tim's information tomorrow night. Mike Shana will be uh, on the Secrets of the Unknown, 10 to 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, Block Talk Radio. So go ahead and throw the link down in there too, Tim, so they know uh, where to go. Uh, and thank you down there in Periscope for the for the hearts. Tom McNicholas is down in there. I don't intentionally try to forget about Periscope, but it's down there. <laughs> And, uh, all right. And yes, the Paracon, before I go, the Paracon, June, uh, out in Alton, Illinois, the Mineral Springs Hotel. So check it out on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Haunted Road Media. And uh, come on out June 9th. So we're looking forward to seeing everybody. All right. So that'll do it. Everybody have a good night. Till next time.